Hi, and welcome to Shattering BS Beliefs. I'm your host, Amy Turner, the No BS Sweetheart. And in this show, what we're going to do is we are going to shatter those BS beliefs that were never yours. Did you know that babies are born with only two fears? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So any of these BS beliefs that you have about yourself were completely created by you and you can uncreate them. So let's do it. Oh, and if you're lucky, sometimes I have a special co-host and he can be found in the background scratching, sniffing, whining, and if you're lucky, even barking. So see if you can hear him. Stay tuned. Hello, I am no longer sick. I'm so relieved and I want to finish up this three-part series. So what you're going to hear is the last part where we are tackling fear. Now, I say a lot on this episode about joining my Facebook group and you can absolutely still do it. It's still going strong. And I decided not to include the visualization that I do in my Facebook group because I know a lot of you listen to my podcast in your car and I just don't want to put anyone in danger. So if you want to actually go through that visualization, please join my Facebook group. I can tag you in it. It's called part four and when you have a moment to actually sit with your eyes closed, you can do it and it's really exciting, especially I still get people that join my Facebook group that tell me about what they released and how impactful it was. So I would love for you to join it. And so enjoy this episode where we're talking about fear. And I'm so excited. I get to finally come back live on a Facebook live and then make it into my episode. And I'm so excited because I've been gearing up to work on the victim triangle. So this one's going to be a really big one. So enjoy. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Hi, everyone. You guys, we made it. It's part three. I just want to thank every single person that has been doing doing this challenge with me. So anyways, today, today is going to be a huge, huge topic. We are battling fear, F-E-A-R. And the reason why I wanted to do this topic with you guys today is because ever since I first started this business, even while I was a group therapist coach, it just seems like fear is the thing that really holds us back from wanting what we want or getting what we want or going towards what we want. And so fear is the thing that that stops us. And with all of the phone calls that I've had talking with people this whole year over their limiting beliefs. And recently, if you guys are watching, you know who you are. I'm not going to throw you under the bus. You guys can say in the comments if that's you. But I've been on the phone with people doing my research marketing for my group coaching that's coming up. And a lot of you have shared about fears of being bigger. There's some kind of sabotage going on and we don't really know what it is but we know that we're meant to be bigger than we are and we wanna tackle it so we can be because we're here to make a difference in whatever profession it is that you're in, you know you're here for a reason and you wanna stop feeling like you can't have what you want because of that. Well, let's let's think about this because I was doing some some research like what what fear has set so many fun acronyms, right? Like um, false evidence appearing real, 
That's a big one, right? There's also um, face everything and rise, which I thought is, is pretty good. You know, instead of being fearful, face it and rise. That's pretty amazing. Future events appearing real, which is exactly what fear is, right? It's unless there's actual like a saber-toothed tiger about to eat us. It's definitely a future event appearing real in our mind at the time. And then there's also false expectations about reality. Now, that's, that's a big one, right? Is the expectations, those false expectations about what's going to happen in the future when we can't even predict it. So if there's any other acronyms that you guys know for fear, write them in the comments. I'd love to hear. Um, I'd love to see them. Those are the ones that I, I came up with. And so let's talk about fear. Let's talk about what it actually is. So we still have the brain, um, the brain from prehistoric times, from caveman times, where we, we still have that primitive brain where it's all like it's always ready to just go into fight flight or freeze. And I'm sure you guys have all heard this. It's psychology 101. And the thing is, is like our brain is meant to go into fear if we see like a cyber tiger coming towards us or a bear, right? Because we're either just going to fight it, which we shouldn't do. We're going to run, which is flight, or we're going to freeze, which means we're not going to do anything. It's really good. It's awesome that our brain does that. But the thing is, is how many times do you walk out of your door and you're scared that a tiger is going to come out and like maul you? Not very often, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you live somewhere that that could happen, but our brain is still operating from that sense. So that that's one part of fear in the fight, flight, or freeze. The other part about our prehistoric brain is fitting in with the tribe. So Back when we were cavemen, we didn't want to be eaten by a tiger or a bear or whatever. And so we'd have to learn how to get in with the tribe. So we have that whole tribe mentality where we can be with that tribe. And when we're with that tribe, then we know that we're safe. We have other people. We're not just by ourselves having to pick the berries and and um, shoot the buffalo or whatever it is, we know that we have a tribe. And so that's why we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. That's another thing about fear is it's like, oh, well, she or he's doing it better than me. I'm not like that. I'm just going to stop. And so we're comparing ourselves. But that's the thing is we don't need to compare ourselves with anyone. We just need to just be comparing ourselves with us and just getting better and learning from it. So that's why we have these huge fear things that show up where it's where I said earlier, it's some um, false evidence appearing real, or I really like the one future events appearing real. With that, I, I tell people usually like, what, what are the facts? What are the facts? Are you really going to walk out of your door and just lose your house in this moment? You know, it's like we think about like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to lose everything. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I was going through a period not too long ago. Jeremy can attest to this. Um, I think it was like two weeks ago for like three days straight because it's Christmas time. And, um, you know, it's just business just slows down around that time. And so I was just like, man, I don't have any clients. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to have to go get another job. I'm going to have to go back to my hospital job or I'm going to have to go get a waitress job. And I was just in this fear. Like my mind was just 
um, catastrophically thinking and just thinking like the worst. And then once I like use, cause I know all of these money mindset tools and all of these different mindsets to change it. Once I started doing that, then I was able to get a hold of myself and be like, Amy, are you kidding me? And then I started getting clients calling me again. So, but it's, it's like, it was, it was that false, false evidence appearing real or the um, future events appearing real and they weren't real at all. So what is something that, what is a fear that is holding you back from your dreams? What is something where you know, oh my gosh, I want this so bad. I know I can do it. I know I deserve this. I know I'm going to change a lot of lives. I know this is my dream. I know I can have it. But that one thing keeps stopping me. I keep sabotaging myself. What is that fear? Is it the fear that you're not going to have money? Is it fear that you're not going to succeed? Is it fear about failure? What What is that fear? And here's the other thing too, is sometimes, some okay, there's like two two different types of people, right? So one is we can visualize our dreams. We can feel it. We can see it. We, we know we can taste it. But then we have that sabotage. And then once we come out of our visualization and then like reality hits and then we go back to, oh, poor me, or we don't necessarily have to go back to poor me, but we just, um, we just stop dreaming right there. And then there's the other type of person that they, I get on the phone with them and it makes me so sad because it's like, I don't even know what I want. I don't know how many times I got on a phone call with someone and I said, okay, like, in a year, if I see you in the street and you have what you want, how's your life going to be different? And they're like, Amy, I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I don't even know where you're going with this. And I'm, I'm like asking them all these different questions to get them to get in touch of what they want for their future and they can't go there. And the reason why they can't go there, you guys, here's the thing. It's not that we don't know. If you ever, 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 ever tell anyone the words, I don't know. It's BS. We always know. Just sometimes we're afraid to know. And sometimes we think that, oh, I'm not going to get it. So I'm not even going to ask for it. We always know. So back when I was uh, a group therapist, oh, my, my patients, I call them clients now, but my patients in the hospital, they hated me because they knew they could never say, I don't know. Because I would just interrupt them and say, yes, you do. And they'd be like, no, I don't. I'm like, yes, you do. And I would not let them get off the hot seat until they told me something. And here's the thing. They told me the most amazing stuff when I pushed them. I didn't let them get away with, I don't know. So if you're someone that has trouble visualizing, if you're someone that has trouble dreaming, if you're someone that doesn't know what you want, it's BS. You do know what you want. You're scared you're not going to get it. And that's why you're saying, I don't know. So... You do know, let yourself know, because that's when, here I go, woo woo, that's when the energy can come back to you, when you know, when you're in the emotions of it, that's when it can come back to you. So I went on a big rant right there, but I, I just, just, I really don't like when people say, I don't know what I want, because we always know what we want, and we're scared we're not going to get it, and we can get it once we admit that we can have it. Okay, so back, to, oh, I want to tell you guys my favorite, favorite, favorite quote about, well, it's about worrying, but worrying is fear, right? So, and um, Ryan, if you're watching this, I am going to cuss right now. So if your kids are there, just beware. I'm going to say the S word. Uh, so my favorite quote 
is worrying is like meditating on shit. When I heard this quote, I was dying. I was like crying, laughing because it's so true. Worrying is like meditating on shit. That's what it's doing. Nothing's happening. There's no action. There's no action. All it is is you're just sitting there going, mm, thinking about all the bad things that can happen. We'll change it. Why don't you change it to like meditating on what you want to where you're actually in this energy of what you want. So I want to change myself. Praveen, you want to change yourself. What do you want to change about yourself? Right, right in the comments. I want to know what it is because we don't, I'm, I'm not sure exactly if you're saying this, but um, there's nothing that we have to change about ourselves. We're perfect the way we are. And I know that sounds like a little like, all right, Amy, therapist mode, but we really are. And we're just always learning different lessons. So um, if we just want to like better ourselves, definitely. So, um, and I don't know if that's what you meant, Praveen, but that just kind of made me think like, no, we're, we're perfect as we are. We were born knowing that we're lovable and worthy and we still are. We're just learning lessons. Okay. So let's see. I have some things written down so I can stay on track today because yesterday I was a little bit all over the place. Big one. You can't look at your past failures. Okay, guys? So you cannot look at your history and say, oh, okay, well, I failed before. I'm going to fail again because there's no evidence. There is no evidence that you're going to fail because you've never done it. That's the thing is we, we let our past, oh, well, when I did this, when I started this business, when I jumped out of my comfort zone and did this, I failed. No, you didn't. You didn't fail. You learned. You learned a lesson. And if you're going to jump out and do something else out of your comfort zone, like go speak or start a business or write a book or I don't know, just do some self-care that you've never done that makes you feel uncomfortable. Ask for what you want. I'm a big, 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 big proponent with my clients to ask for what they want. A lot of times we are taught in the society not how to ask for what we want. We either demand it, we push ourselves on it, or we just whittle away and hope someone notices and then get passive aggressive because we never asked for what we wanted. So we gotta, um, here I go, I went on a tangent and I lost myself. <laughs> so, oh yeah, our, we can't look at our past as, oh, well, that's gonna stop us. That's gonna stop me from moving forward because I did this once. No, you have never done it before. And when people tell me, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, it's like, no, it's not that you can't do that. It's that you haven't done it. You haven't done it. It's not that you can't, you haven't. And I'm a big, big person of um, failing forward. I heard that in the entrepreneur space. And it's like, you never actually fail. You just fail forward. Like maybe, like for me, oh my God, I did a speech with um, the Chamber of Commerce and I had it all set in my head of how great it was going to go. I visualized it and everything. And then the coordinator switched the whole thing with me. So I was supposed to speak last and everyone was supposed to introduce themselves first. And I don't know why, but he made everyone else speak first. And, or no, sorry, he made me speak first. And so I was put on the spot and I was like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't think I was going first. And um, he's like, oh yeah, you are. And so people are still coming in. People are still talking as, I, as I'm talking. And 
learned learned a lesson there. This is my stage. I ask for what I want. So there we go. I that's the thing. It's like the thing that you teach other people is the thing you need the most. So I learned my lesson. I need to ask for what I want when I am the speaker, when I'm on stage. So yeah, asking for what you want. So when people say that I can't do that, it's not that you can't do that. It's that you haven't done it. And another thing to think about too is our brain is always protecting us. It does what it thinks we want it to do. And so if we are telling ourselves that we're scared, that we're in fear, then your brain's like, oh, okay, well, we don't want to go do that. We don't, we don't want to go do that. That's, I want to protect you. I want you to stay in your comfort zone. And so we have to, in a sense, be bigger than our mind and, and jump out of our comfort zone. So I want to share with you um, a couple of clients that saw me because they know that they're supposed to be bigger than they are, but they were stuck doing something they didn't want to do. So one client, he saw me and he wanted to be an entrepreneur, but his family was telling him, no, you need to go to college. You need to go get um, your doctorate. And when we did the session, he realized that he was carrying so I do a lot of work with my clients where I talk about like you're carrying shame from someone else and I release that with them. And so it wasn't necessarily that he was carrying their shame, but he was carrying their beliefs. And but he was listening to his parents and his grandparents telling him, no, 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 you can't be an entrepreneur. You have to be uh, you have to go to college. That's how you're going to make it. And so they have those old beliefs and he's younger. And so he wanted he knew he could be an entrepreneur, but he wasn't going for it. And during the session, it, it was actually, it was really incredible because his grandpa, he realized that, well, actually one of the scenes that showed up is uh, he got rejected by a girl in high school. And after the session, he was like, Amy, I forgot all about that. I can't believe just getting rejected by a girl in high school is what stopped me from wanting to go after my dreams. That and a couple other th- scenes that showed up. But what we realized is, is his grandpa was his biggest advocate, his his biggest um, like support. He just loved and cared for his grandpa so much. And his grandpa was so adamant about him going to college because his grandpa cared about him, right? He wants him to make a good living. And in his mind, an entrepreneur won't. And we had this incredible time in his session because I brought like the energy of his grandpa into the session. And he actually got to hear the energy of his grandpa tell him, no, I love you. I was just protecting you. I just want you to be happy. And he felt so relieved and liberated because he's like, ah, finally, I have the blessing of my grandpa because his grandpa is actually deceased. But he actually felt that, no, his grandpa wasn't holding him back from his dreams. His grandpa was wanting to protect him. And so after the session, he was like, Amy, that was the most incredible thing I've ever done. I didn't realize how much my family had a pull on me. And he immediately said, screw getting my doctorate. And he went and started his own company and he's doing really, really well. And so that's the thing is that we have a lot of times our limiting beliefs aren't even ours. Think about that. Have you ever heard that before? We borrow beliefs. We can borrow beliefs that are that are good and we can borrow beliefs that aren't so good. So 
who knows that you're borrowing a belief that you don't want anymore. Like, you know, like Amy, yep, I know I've been living this life and living this belief that's not mine. My parents told me this is how I need to be. My grandma, society, the TV, that is my family through and through. They play, they play not to lose, Ryan. Ooh, yeah, exactly. And so how has that been showing up in your life? How has that been hindering you from having what you want and, and living your dreams? Because if your family's always playing, or if they're, if they're playing to win, they can't lose, how is that affecting you? Are you someone that's also like really competitive and you play not to lose? Or have you been the one that's like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to step back because obviously I can't win with them, but it, it really, really affects us. Another client of mine, she, she wanted to be an artist, but she was stuck in her corporate job. And through the session, she realized that her mom never supported her. Her mom, she would make these beautiful paintings and make these beautiful ceramics. And her mom would just not support her and just never even cared about it. And she just wanted her mom to, to love her and support her and say how good it was. And she never did. And so she bought into the belief that she wasn't good enough, that she's not that good as, of an artist if her mom doesn't notice. And actually, she's... a freaking talented, amazing artist. But that's the thing. If the people we love the most aren't giving us the support, aren't making us feel that we are amazing and we're good at what we do and we're enough and we're worthy, then that's going to shut us down. And we're not going to, we're going to borrow that belief that we're not good enough instead of actually like, no, I'm a really good artist. And so uh, through working with me, I had her like take some time out to draw, to go put herself back in art school, not school, but like the little um, like workshops and just get her back in that imagination. And she absolutely loved it. Now I'm going to tell you guys how to actually start working on releasing the fear. And I will never, ever, ever tell you that, okay, we're going to get rid of the fear forever, you guys. Oh my gosh, here we go. Just do this one thing and the fear is gone because that's not true. It's never going to be gone. Fear is there to protect us too. It's to let us know, alert us when things are happening around us. Um, and fear, we can always learn from fear. If, we'll fit, or if we are feeling fear for the future, all right, well, what is it trying to tell us? What can we learn from it? One thing to think of too is if you're feeling the fear, ask like, is this fact? Is this a factual thing? Is, it, is this real or is my mind just creating it? Uh, and that's, that's just something I do all the time. Like when I told you guys, I was like worried about money and having to go back and be a waitress or something. It's like, Amy, really? Is this, is this factual? Is this real? No, stop it. Right. And then I just said, ah, thank you, brain. Thank you, brain for reminding me that I need to feel fear. Not going to do it. Not going to happen. Uh, Ryan, they want safe jobs. So they aren't the type to mortgage the home to start the business of their dreams. Ah, Okay. Okay, so you learned that safety. You learned that you can't have what you want if it's not safe. And that's the thing. To get what we want, we have to take risks. Okay, so, um, okay, a couple things. So one thing that I really, really like to do is just get more in front of the fear and just kind of take over with the fear. And so that is where we think of that like we all went to high school or junior high or where elementary, wherever you went. And we all know that like really, really nerdy kid, right? That nerdy kid that was fearful of everything. 
So I want you to name that fear that shows up in your head as that like nerdy kid. So I just came up with the word Milton. I don't know if there's a Milton on here. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to <laughs> upset you. That was just the word that came to me. So it's like when the fear plays out, it's like, all right, Milton, it's going to be okay. This isn't happening right now. It's not factual. Okay, Milton, thank you for telling me I need to worry. Thank you for telling me that the world's going to end. Awesome. Cool. So then you just accept it. Instead of feeling so fearful, and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Nothing's like feeling that anxiety. Just accept it. Because a lot of times people tell you, okay, if you're feeling fear, just, just think positive. And eh, it works. But it's but then you're you're not accepting what's actually happening. And so if you accept it like, yeah, I'm feeling fear right now and this is what's going on. And then it's like, OK, Milton. All right, Milton. It's OK. You don't have to be fearful. Poindexter. Oh, that's a good one, Ryan. Yes. Poindexter. So you have you have the Poindexter. So name your fear. Identify your fear and say, all right, Poindexter. All right, Milton. Anyone else? When you actually identify it and you accept it. And it's like, then you can release it because it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, it's not me. It's Milton. It's Poindexter. I don't have to really do this anymore. Okay, so the assignment that I have for you guys in the group, because you guys are awesome and you are posting the most amazing post. I'm so, so, so thankful for every single one of you that is in the group. And if you're not in there, please get in there. There's some amazing, amazing things going on. I am reading this book. I stole it from my boyfriend. It is called, I don't want to lose the point. It is called The One Thing. Has anyone heard of or read this book? This book is amazing. If you want to release your fears, if you want to face the fear and do it anyway, this book is really amazing for this. When I think of fear, especially I'll just talk about me. So fear being an entrepreneur, fear of making sure I have clients, fear that I have a successful business. When I have, ooh, new book. Yes, yes, it's a go. It's an easy read too. When I have that fear, it's it's all about like the unknown. It's all about, okay, how am I going to get these clients? How am I going to have a successful business? And I go into overwhelm. I'm like, okay, I have to make so, for me, a couple days ago before I did these Facebook Live videos and before I did, um, created my Facebook group, I was like, Okay, I have to have a Facebook group. I have to have a mailing list. I have to have my Facebook lives. I have to have my topics. I have to have a lead magnet, just all of these things. Oh, I have to watch this course that I bought. I have to watch this course about how to do a funnel. I have to watch this. And I'm just like, oh my God, just going crazy in my mind. And what happens to me, and I don't know if that happens to you guys too, is I get so overwhelmed with every single thing that I have to do that I just stop. Just stop. Like, okay, well, too much. I'm going to go watch TV or I'm going to go eat sugar or something that, you know, we're not supposed to be doing. But I just get overwhelmed. And this is a game changer. And I just read this three days ago. And this is exactly this book. Oops, I had the wrong title. This book is exactly how I was able to create the Facebook group that you guys are in. Because it tells you don't concentrate on everything. Don't just be that person um, that does a little bit of everything. Just concentrate on that one thing. And so with using the technique in this book, 
I figured out my one thing is that I need to create the Facebook group. And so I spent hours getting my Facebook group ready, putting up the rules and the welcome message and making the banner, which was unbelievable, a lot more work than I thought it would be since I don't understand Photoshop. Another thing in this book, he says, uh, oh, multitasking. He says multitasking is such a not good thing. It's not good at all, but everyone acts like, oh, I can multitask. I can do this and this and this and this and this, and I'm amazing. He's like, actually, no, you need to just concentrate on one thing and get that done, and then you're amazing. So it kind of opened my eyes. But anyways, he has your to-do list, and then he has success list. You come up with your list of every single thing that you want to do for that day. So like for me, I'm like, okay, I need to start a mailing list. I need to get a mailing. I need to get like a um, active campaign. I need to get a lead magnet. I need to start my Facebook group. I need, so I just wrote everything down that I needed. And then what he has you do is like, what are the must and what are the, um, what are the words he said? He said must or, oh, should do or could do, even though I don't like the word should, but that's what he says. So could do or should do. And then you write you all the could do's then you move over to another list and then you whittle it down and you keep whittling it down to get to that one thing, the one thing that you need to do first and you get it done. And then you actually like feel accomplished because you got it done. And it's not just like something you checked off of a um, to do list. It's actually something that you concentrated everything on and you got it done. And not in this book, but I heard this from someone else that I absolutely love that I'm going to start implementing. And they said, um, write all of your things that you need to get done on post-it notes and put each different one on the wall. So it's not a to-do list anymore. It's putting each one on the wall. And after you get done, what you do is you take that post-it note, the one, the one thing that you finished, you take it, you crumble it up and you put it in a jar that you can see because then that is that feeling of accomplishment. And then here's the other, other big, big, big thing that we do not do enough. And I learned this in a workshop and it completely changed my life. And I celebrate, I celebrate every little thing. It can be huge. It can be small, but I celebrate. And I went to a Joseph McClinton's workshop. He actually opens for Tony Robbins and he taught us to celebrate. And by celebrating, we shake our ass right? So <laughs> it's really silly, but it actually makes you feel good. So if you got your one thing done, freaking celebrate, shake your ass, buy yourself something nice, call someone, tell them, scream like, yes, I got it done because we don't celebrate enough. We usually have these to-do lists where it's like, oh, okay, I just checked off two things off my to-do list, but look at the 20 other things I have to do. And then we feel bad about ourselves. No, celebrate. That's what we need to do. We need to celebrate. Anyways, the assignment is for you guys, instead of being in this overwhelm, knowing that I know I'm supposed to be bigger, but fear is stopping me, start writing down your to-do list. Write that down of all the things that are going to get you towards your dream, right? And then whittle it down. And then whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down till you get to that one thing and you only concentrate on that one thing. Because that is going to take you from feeling overwhelmed and sabotaging yourself to feeling good and accomplished and successful. It's amazing. That's why you guys are in this Facebook group because I concentrate on that one thing. I want to thank every single one of you for watching these videos. It's been so amazing hearing your feedback, seeing what's happening. 
Olivia, oh my God, you had the biggest income producing day ever yesterday from doing the money technique that I taught you. You guys are writing your letters. Just everything is, is amazing. And here's the cool thing. Tomorrow, I believe at five, I'm going to take you guys through an actual visualization where we find that limiting belief. We find where it lives in our body. And I'm going to take you through of how to actually release it out of your body. And it's incredible. This is the thing that my clients get so much from. And this is something I came up with on my own. I still use RTT to the T, but I added this in and this is a game changer for my clients because it gives you something that you can take with you every single day. So I'm going to do that for you guys tomorrow. So to conclude this, Again, thank you for joining the group. Thank you for doing these assignments. Thank you for watching these Facebook Live. I'm so, so excited to share with you the technique tomorrow where we're going to release this limiting belief out of your body, your mind, your soul, everywhere. And I can't wait to see what you guys come up with after we do this. And I know you'll be posting it in the group too. And I'm so excited the insights that you guys are going to get. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope that you were able to shatter some of those BS beliefs. Please share this podcast with anyone that you think it will resonate with, and leave me a comment or send me a voice message so I can have a Q&A with your questions. And if for some reason you still have those pesky BS beliefs, go to nobstherapy.com and send me a message. I love helping people get to the root cause of their BS beliefs so you no longer have to have them anymore and you can go on being the empowering person with the amazing life that you were meant to have. See you next time.